And now, Writers Radio Theater presents The Poetry Corner. <clears throat> Two shows diverged on a radio dial, and sorry I could not follow both and be one listener. Long I paused until I heard the coyote's oath, and then the Emery's warm applause. Twas then I knew the way to go, to leave the dial at... Once again, with America's favorite cowboys, Riders in the Sky. Too slim, the man of many hats. Woody Paul, the king of the cowboy fiddlers, and Ranger Doug, the idol of American youth. This is Texas Big Spender inviting you to join Riders in the Sky for a thrilling program of high yodeling adventure. We're going to ride and rope and wrangle a tune. We're going to hoot and holler and holler at the moon. around the fire for you with riders in the sky so come on and let's ride and now with the 2697th performance of their career here are riders in the sky thank you texas vix bender the voice that sold a million baby chicks over border radio Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, here in the Emory Theater and those of you listening to us over the miracle of radio. We are Riders in the Sky, consisting of Too Slim, Ranger Doug, Woody Paul, and our orchestra under the direction, the capable and cultured hands of Joey, the cow polka gang, and well manicured, too. Ladies and gentlemen, we always open the show with an old Western song, and here's one that was popular back in the 50s, leaning on the old top rail. One, two, three, four. Leaning on the old top rail of the big corral, looking down the twilight trail for my long lost pal. How he sang as he sprang on his old Mustang and rolled away. Down the track by my shack, he said, I'll be back another day. Now the moon is shining pale on a lonesome gal Leaning on the old top rail of the big corral As he sprang on his old Mustang and rode away Down the track by my shack, he said, I'll be back another day 
the big corral, leaning on the old top rail of the big corral. Yeah. <laughs> boots, boots, tight jeans, and a warm place to listen to Riders Radio Theater. What more could you want? Stay tuned, Saddle Pals. Ramsey burned out on coffee, sick of sodas, wise to wimpy water. Well, here's a breakthrough beverage guaranteed to change your life. Announcing gerbil tea. Yes, gerbil tea. No questionable round leaves from God knows where. No exotic herbs, no allergenic spices. Just a gerbil, Mother Nature's perfect tea bag. Busy schedule, gerbil tea takes just seconds. You simply heat water, pour it in a cup. Remove the live gerbil from its bamboo gazebo. Hoist it over the cup by the green ribbon tied to its tail. Immerse slowly in the hot water. Swish gently for several relaxing minutes. Remove. Place the happy gerbil back in the bamboo gazebo. And enjoy the finest cup of gerbil tea you've ever had. Have two, have three, there's no caffeine. And no tea bags to plague the local landfill. Each gerbil is guaranteed for up to 500 cups. But what about the gerbil? Nay, nay, Renee, put your bleeding heart away. Respected wildlife psychologists tell us that the gerbils actually like the tea experience. We think it's a jacuzzi. <laughs> gerbil tea, only $9.99. Unavailable in stores, thanks to crackpot government regulations. Here's out of order. To receive your gerbil tea gerbil plus bamboo gazebo plus the green tail ribbon, call 1-900-T-Gerbil. That's 1-900-T-Gerbil. Heavy breathers are standing by. And remember, friends, let's have another cup of gerbil. Yes, let's have a cup of gerbil tea. Right, little guy? Oh, yeah! <laughs> Riders Radio Theater sends a great big western howdy to our station of the week, WFDD in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. And now here's the king of the cowboy fiddlers with a little of the Cliffhanger Waltz, part two. Thank you for that sterling introduction, Texas Bix. I'd like to introduce Woody Paul now, who will introduce this week's special guest. In fact, I'd not only like to, I will. Here's Woody Paul. Thank you, thank you, Ranger Doug, for that sterling introduction. Uh, and thank you, Texas Bix, for introducing Ranger Doug, who introduced me, and now it's my opportunity to introduce a talented and influential musician we have this week. Dr. J.D. Hutchinson, pastor of the Universal Church of the Ever-Present Fullness and self-appointed prophet of the modern age, better known as Lost John. Hey. All right. He was lost, but now he's found. Welcome to Riders Radio Theater, Lost John. Well, it's a pleasure to be here bucking right along, you know. I'm real happy about this. 
We got a song picked out to sing us tonight? Yeah, I thought I'd do you a number here. This is something I made that sounds a little uh, like something you've heard millions of times before. A thing here called Since My Bird Has Flied Away. coffee in my coffee cup I don't know why I don't even like the stuff oh, but nothing seems to matter since my bird has flied away I need to change my head around maybe trip out to the zoo I'll take a walk downtown I don't know what to do Nothing seems to matter since my bird has flied away. I remember the night the stars up were twinkly shining bright underneath the apple tree. It was then that she said I was severely misled that she would not never leave me. But now she's gone with some other dude to stay And I feel so all alone since she went away <laughs> But nothing seems to matter since my bird has flied away some other dude to stay and old John feels so all alone since she went away oh, but nothing seems to matter since my bird has flied away there ain't a single solitary thing in the face of God's green earth seemed to make the slightest bit of difference since my bird has flied away Thank you. All right. Mighty fine. We are mighty honored you could make the show, Lost John. I know you keep real busy. Oh, you know how I do, Slim, but especially since I cranked up my little old sideline. Your little sideline? Well, yeah. You know, I started uh, <laughs> my own uh, security business. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Most, mostly uh, private contracting, special services, you know, that kind of thing. Usually I just answer the phone, but sometimes if somebody's sick or something, I kind of, you know, fill in. Wow, Lost John, security guy. Yeah, but what I really want to do is play the guitar. Uh, you mind if I do another number now? Well, uh, actually, yes. <laughs> See, we're out of time. <laughs> you, 
I came all this way to do one number. Lost John. Tut, tut, tut. <laughs> you have an allotted time. If we let you go over, it throws off the timing on everything. So you see, you have to leave. Tut, tut, tut. Well, believe me, I see. But thanks for coming all this way to do one song. It was a great one. Folks, a mighty ovation, please, for Lost John. Riders Radio Theater is a Mammoth Radio Pictures production in association with WBXU. This program is being taped live at the Emory Theater in the Queen City of the West, Cincinnati, Ohio. Stay with us, Saddlefiles. We'll be right back. Here's a little of the number 12 song on the big band National Polka Countdown, Marie. Radio Theater. And now Riders Radio Theater presents the ongoing saga of the Cowboy Way. Tonight, episode two of the exciting Western melodrama, The Lost Suburb of Gold. As faithful listeners will no doubt recall, Riders in the Sky have agreed to help Tumbleweed Valley's lovely and talented school teacher, Miss Marm, find the lost suburb of gold, a legendary treasure that her late father, Senator Marm, had long sought. The senator had found a map to the fabled suburb, but no one knows what happened to it. However, among his papers was a presidential permit allowing him and his heirs to search for treasure on federal lands and keep whatever was found. The permit was signed by President Richard Nixon, and according to the late Senator Marm's appointment book, his last appointment on the day he died 21 years ago was with then-President Nixon. So Nixon killed him! Slim! He died of natural causes. Thinking that Senator Marm might have said something to President Nixon that would provide a clue as to where he was going to search for the lost suburb of gold, Riders in the Sky, about to depart for California and a big show at the San Bernardino Vegetable Fair and Car Wash, agreed to also stop by the Nixon Presidential Library in Yorba Linda and see if there was any record of that fateful meeting. And now episode two entitled, The Nixon Tapes, The Secret Revealed. It is the morning after agreeing to help Miss Marm in her search for the lost suburb of gold. Riders in the sky in a driving rain saddle up and prepare to head for the Golden State. Get up there! Oh. Sorry, mate. I thought you said this rain was going to clear out by this morning. What rain? Come on, boys. We've got a show to do in San Bernardino. Let's ride! Unbridled! It is a long and arduous and extremely wet trail to San Bernardino, but the riders, knowing that an eager throng of nine or ten fans anxiously await their arrival, push on, arrive on time, and give a super performance which draws an enthusiastic response from their audience. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. God bless you. So long, Saddle Pals. Thank you. Thank you from Riders in the Sky. And the next day, under clear skies, they arrive in storied Yorba Linda, tie their horses to a convenient pitching post, and enter the Richard M. Nixon Presidential Library. Oh. 
This is some place. It sure is, side meat. Look, in that display case. Whoa. <gasps> it's Pat's respectable Republican cloth coat. Look, guys, there's checkers. Wow, he looks so lifelike. Boy, that's some taxidermy. Look over here. They've recreated the Oval Office as it was when Nixon was president. And look, they even put his secretary's office beside it. That's Rosemary Wood's desk. Gosh, now that I see it, I can understand how easy it was for her to accidentally erase 18 and a half minutes of that tape she was transcribing. Oh, really? Yeah, see, it's like this. She's sitting at her desk there, transcribing the tape, uh -huh. and she has headphones on. She's operating the playback with her foot yeah. on that pedal down there. Uh, the phone rings, keeping one foot on the playback pedal. She answers the phone, which is five feet away, sticks her other foot in the trash can there, and accidentally hits the record button with her elbow while she's getting a file from that cabinet across the room. Easy. Too slim. She'd have to be nine feet tall and made out of rubber to do that. But it could happen. It did happen. Well, something happened. I'll grant you that. Hey, here comes somebody. Greetings. My name is Bob Luger. Welcome to the Nixon Presidential Library, a privately funded institution dedicated to the restoration and preservation of the reputation of the 2037th President of the United Snakes, <laughs> States of America. Mm -hmm. You've certainly got your work cut out for you, pal. One day at a time. Mm -hmm. One day Why? at a time. Now what can we do for you? Well, we'd like to see the presidential log for June 20th, 1972. Is that a fact? Why, yes, it is. What time of day? 11 a.m. Mm-hmm, so sorry, not available. Say. How about any notes the president may have made for that time? Mm-hmm, so sorry, not available. Well, shucks, then I guess there's no way we could hear the secret Oval Office tape recording for that time and day. 11 a.m., June 20, 1972. Mm-hmm. Of course you can hear that tape. We can? Certainly. Follow me. Well, thank you, sir. All right. The writers follow Bob Luger down a long hall to the library's tape vault. You did say you wanted the tape for 11 a.m., June 20th, 1972. Yes, sir, that's right. Mm-hmm. Ah, here it is. This way, please. From the tape vault, the writers follow Bob to a door marked... Audio listening room. In here you will find a tape machine and headphones. Here's your tape. Thanks, Bob. Now that particular tape is exactly 18 and a half minutes long. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure you will need no more than 20 minutes to listen to it. If you haven't returned it in 21 minutes, I'll send security to retrieve it and escort you out. Understood? Gosh, that's not much time. I think you'll find it more than sufficient. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Well, what are we waiting for? Let's go listen to it. Yeah, yeah. all right, let's go. All right, let's do it. Then we're going to have to hurry because we only have ten minutes left in the show. Well, let's, uh, let's sit down here and put our headphones on. Woody, would you put the tape in the machine there? Sure, Ranger Duck. That's got it. Everybody there got your headphones on? Yep, got mine. Okay, oh. I'll just push this button and here we go. Oh, boy. Gosh, it sure is a lot of leader on this tape. Yeah, I heard that. You know, boys, I just remembered something. What's that, Ranger Doug? Doug? The tape that Rosemary Woods accidentally erased. Yeah. It was exactly 18 and a half minutes long, and... <gasps> the date was June 20th, 1972. Yes. The same date as Senator Marm's appointment book said he met with President Nixon. Yes. 
That's this tape. Suffering Socrates. And everything on this tape is lost forever. Oh, hmm. no. Not necessarily, Ranger Doug. What do you mean, Woody? Well, I've been doing some experimenting with tape erasure, and I've discovered that if somebody didn't go back and erase the original recording more than, say, five times, there is audio magnetic residue, and sometimes the original recording can be reclaimed. Audio magnetic residue? Sounds like a crock to me. <laughs> That's great, Woody. But I suppose that for something like that, you'd need some extremely sophisticated equipment. Why, actually, no, Ranger Doug. Too Slim, do you have an ordinary copper penny? Well, I think so. Uh, yeah, here. <laughs> Side meat, don't you carry a little horseshoe-shaped magnet on your key ring? Don't go anywhere without it. Here you go. <laughs> now I need a gum eraser. Oh, I have one in my pocket. Now let's see. Oh, yeah, some of this. Quickly, Dr. Woody Paul gathers the rest of the ingredients he needs, and using a pocket Bunsen burner, he always carries one with him, he hurriedly concocts his unique formula to reclaim the audiomagnetic residue from the infamous Nixon tape. And only a few minutes later... Okay, let me turn off the Bunsen burner. Ouch, that thing is hot. Let's give it a try here. Okay. It won't be perfectly clear, but we should hear something. Headsets on, everybody? Yep, yep. And here goes nothing. Oh, gosh, this is exciting. Uh, you can go, Bob, and tell Rosemary to send in Senator Sterling Barb on your way out. Yes, sir. You did it, Woody. Gosh, I did. Oh, Sterling, hi, come sit down. Hello, Mr. President, how are you? I, I wanted to talk with you about your vote on the ECME explosive appropriation that comes before your committee this afternoon. <clears throat> well, I can't support it. Well, what could I do for you that would change your mind? Absolutely nothing. A man has to vote his conscience. Sterling, uh, and let me make this uh, perfectly clear. I don't give a flying... Expletive deleted. We don't use that kind of language around here. About a man's conscience. This is politics, Sterling. It's not what you do, but how you do it that matters. Well... Good day, Mr. President. All right. Good day. Oh, Sterling. Yes, sir? I have on my desk here a, a request sent over by your office for a, a permit allowing you to search for a lost treasure on federal land. Now, uh, where were you going to search? On the Port Wiley Military Reservation. Good. Now, here. Expletive deleted for the same reason as above. And take it. Say, I'm, I'm not a spiteful man. Thank you, Mr. President. Now, goodbye. Uh, goodbye, Mr. President. Wow, Senator Marm started his search at Fort Wiley, the last outpost. In the land that nobody wants. Wait, there's more. Listen. Hello, hello, Melvin. Uh, are you still planning to use Fort Wiley for a secret nuclear test? Good. Why don't you move it up to the day after tomorrow? <gasps> Good grief, they had a secret nuclear test at Fort Wiley. Listen, there's more. There must be the, this must be the part Nixon really didn't want anybody to know about. Uh, what is it, Rosemary? Your friend is here. I see. Uh, send him in. Yes, sir. Hi <laughs> ho, Tricky Dicky. <laughs> Got any used cars for sale? <laughs> Listen, it's Slocum. Yes, have a seat, Slocum. I, uh, I have a little problem that uh, just came up, and it might be, uh, it might be right up your alley. 
<laughs> You're talking to the right man. I am a crook. Listen, <laughs> Uh, three nights ago, there was a little break-in at the Watergate complex. Yeah. Really, just a, a, a third-rate burglary. <laughs> That's rich, Dick. <laughs> you call breaking into the Democratic National Committee's headquarters to plant bugs and copy files just a third-rate burglary? <laughs> you got style, pal. <laughs> uh, listen, Slocum, the point is, the point I, I should make is I wouldn't want to lead to, lead to the White House. Oh, I get you. I can handle a cover-up, but it'll cost a million bucks. Well, that sounds like a lot of money, a million dollars, but uh, let me say, uh, I, I think we could get that. But the point is, what we do on that, let's look at the hard problem. Oh no, the sound is breaking up. Wait a minute, I can fix it. I can fix it here. Come on, Woody, you can do it. Your time is up. We'll be out in just a minute. You have to come out now. Hey, wait, could you... Oh, it's Lost, Lost John! John. Uh, hello, writers! Lost John, thank goodness it's you. You're not a petty, heartless, bean-counting rent-a-cop. <laughs> You're a musician. Well, thank you there, too, Slim. Most folks can't make that distinction. <laughs> well, you can give us five more minutes, can't you? We came all this way. Well, uh, just five more minutes? Yeah. Well, tut, 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 too, Slim. <laughs> You see, you have an allotted time, and if we let you go over, it throws off the timing of everything. <laughs> so, uh, you see, you have to leave. Let's go. Hey, wait a minute. Hey, but, now. Hold but, on. But, 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 Whoa! Tut, 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 too slim. Good grief. I was just trying to stay on schedule for Pete's sake. Was too slim just trying to stay on schedule for Pete's sake? Who is Pete? And where will the clues gleaned from the Nixon tape lead? Well, you won't find the answers to these questions even considered on the next Sally, but you will find them answered right here, same time, same station, next week in episode three of The Lost Suburb of Gold, entitled, He's Back. It's electrifying, controversial, truly tricky melodrama you won't want to miss, and it's coming only to this, Theater of the Mind. Here again are Riders in the Sky, Joey the Cowpoker King and Lost John Hutchinson. Uh, take us home, Lost John. You can search this wide world over You can look across deep blue sea Now you're never gonna find another weird dude like me Hey, I got me two mama Can't tell them apart I got one in my bosom, got the other one stuck in my heart Now the one that's down in my bosom Bound to hang around Cincinnati the one that's in my heart, she doesn't even give a damn for me. Married women, been the sweetest ladies ever was born. 
Now I'll change that thing, I'm going to leave mad ladies alone. You gotta take this good advice. You're bound to leave mad ladies be. We got a husband gonna catch you, beat you ragged as a cedar tree. This is the VXU Radio Network.